with all the understanding, with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. In verse 34, And when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And then one verse from 1 Corinthians 13, 1, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not loved, I have become... I had become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. The word of the Lord. And Lord, we bow before you once again, thanking you for your word. Lord, it's so true. It's so faithful. It's so believable. And we thank you, God, that we can count on your word. Lord, now I pray that you would speak to us in the next few moments that we have together, in your name we pray. Amen. Francis Schaeffer, the great Christian apologist, said that love is the final apologetic. It is the defense for which there is no defense. The two great commandments. Have you ever wondered why Jesus says there's none other greater than these two? Well, let me try to put that in perspective for us. Because first, if we truly, get this, if we truly love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we will want to please Him in all that we do. And we do that by respecting Him, having reverence for Him, and being obedient to Him, obeying Him. And we have this attitude. You know, you know, Jesus, I'll do, I'll do whatever it says in the Bible, even though I don't understand it all. And then in the same way, if we really love others as much as we love ourselves, and let me stop right there, we think a lot of self, don't we? We think a lot of self. How many times do we use me and mine, mine? If we really love others as much as we love ourselves, we will put their needs above our needs. I know what you're saying. That's difficult to do. That's difficult to do. Paul writes in Philippians 2, in verse 2, he says this, Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Well, let me say this to us. Before we, you and I, can effectively love God, we have got to realize just how much God loves us. Now, I know what you're thinking, preacher. I, I know God loves me. I, I, know, I know that God loves me. But do we know the extent of his love that he has for us? You, you, you think your grandparents love you, young, young folks? You think your grandparents love you? You think your parents love you? God loves us even more. He loves us even more. Romans 5, 8 says this, but God demonstrates. He shows. God demonstrates his love toward us. You know, while we were yet sinners, you and I, Christ did what? He died for us. For each one of us. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, 
but have everlasting life. The more you and I realize this wonderful truth, and it's true because it's straight from the Bible, the more our love for God will grow. And we've got to realize something else. Did you know that our love for God and our love for other people can only come as a direct result of Him, God, loving us first? You realize that? We don't just love in and of ourselves. That's not our nature to love people. 1 John 4, 19 says this, We love Him because He first loved us. So let's let the Holy Spirit do some teaching this morning. Could we? And when we allow Him to do that this morning, let, let's see what He's going to teach us about loving God and loving people. First, God should be the greatest love of our life. May I reiterate the fact that before we can fully love one another, we must fully love God and understand His great love for us. Now, I'm not one to brag and to boast, but I, I do have permission to brag and boast about this. I love my family. You love your family, do you not? I, I love my wife more than anything. I love my mom. I love my, my son and, and my daughter-in-law. And their grandchild is going to be born in, in the summer sometime. Some of you didn't even know that, did you? Congratulations. I'm going to have two instead of one. Unless they have twins and I'll have three. <laughs> I, I love them. And, and, I, and I, love, I love my daughter and, 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 and my son-in-law. In just a few days, pray for us, please. Pray for her. In just a few days, little Tillman will be in the world, good Lord willing, sooner than later. But let me tell you, as much as we love our families, God has got to be the greatest love in our life. Got to be. Won't you agree that many times we try to fill our lives with our own appetites, with our own desires? And did you know God doesn't want it that way? He wants us to be Matthew 6, 33 people, where we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these other things will be added unto us. Would, would you believe this, that we were created in the very image of God? You know what that means, church? That means this, that we were created to be just like Him. God wants us to be just like Him. And if we're just like Him, guess what we were created to do? Love Him and love others. So I ask, is God the greatest love of our life? Secondly, Christ's love sets the standard. Christ's love sets the standard. Look with me at Ephesians. Chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Now, let me remind us here. The standard, you know what God's standard for us is? Holiness and perfection. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. I can't do that. And you're right. We'll never be perfect. We'll never be holy this side of heaven. But what keeps us from striving to be that way? It says, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. <coughs> Imitating God, church. You know what results? This is what results. And you and I walking in love. Verse 2. And walk in love. You know, fortunately for us, 
when it comes to loving others, God has given us the greatest example in His Son, Jesus Christ. He knew the best way to teach us how to love was to show us how it's done. And all throughout the Bible, we can see how Jesus loved and how love is action. Never forget that. Love is action. And of course, the greatest example was his death on the cross. I love what Paul said in Romans 13, 8. He says, Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. And that brings us to number three on your outline. Our love for God prepares us for service. Our love for God prepares us for service. Understanding that the depth, listen to understanding that the depth of your and my love for God directly affects our ability to minister to others. Gospel of John, chapter 21, verse 15. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And listen to what Jesus said to him. He said, feed my sheep. Can't you hear him talking to him? Well, Peter, if you, if you love me like you say you do, then minister to others. If you love me like you say you do, Peter, then serve others. Thomas Akempis said this, and I quote, Whoever loves much does much. Whoever loves much does much. Fourthly, our love for others mirrors the condition of our heart. Our love for others mirrors the condition of our heart. Now let's not be uh, fooling ourselves concerning the condition of our heart. And this is why. Why? Because of this. The love we have for those around us is a great indicator of the strength of maturity of our Christian walk, and not only that, but the condition of our heart. Because here's the way I see what Scripture teaches us, church, is that being a child of God, being a, a born-again believer, involves more than just vocalizing our love to God. It also means this, demonstrating God's love to others. So I wonder, how are we demonstrating our love to others? Let's be honest. Think about those grudges and those resentments that we've had in our life. There may be someone here today who has a grudge, who has resentment all bottled up within their hearts and lives. But let me tell you what that is. That's poison. That's poison. And not only does it affect our relationship with other people, but more importantly, it affects our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And harboring that bitterness and, and that resentment toward other people is a sin, church, that can lead to other sins. So let's remember what Jesus did. What did he do? Remember as he reached out to the unlovable? 
He gave second chances just like He gives you and me. He showed patience toward those who questioned Him. He cared for the sick. He initiated conversation with those whom others despised. He wept with those who grieved. And we're reminded in 1 John chapter 2, verse 9, He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. Flip over to chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. I think we have seen thus far that the more we love God, the more of a heart change we have. The more of an attitude change that we have. And that brings us to the last point this morning as we close. Our love should grow. Our love should grow. It's just like putting fertilizer in your garden. Watering your garden. Making sure the weeds are out of your flower bed. I'm convinced, and I hope you are too, the closer we grow to God, the more love for other people grows. The more our love for others grows. Let me read you one scripture from Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians 3. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all just as we do to you, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. I, I know what you think. You think it just like I'm talking. That's impossible to do on my own. And you're right. Let me reread verse 12, first part of it. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love. We can't do it, church. We can't do it by ourselves. It must be the help of the Lord. We can't do it on our own. We cannot manufacture sincere love. The Lord must motivate. The Lord must compel us to do so. And here's what I want to close with. These two sentences that I would like for us to fill in. How do we apply these two commandments to our life? Let's complete these two sentences. If I love God with all my being, then I will fill in the heart. Got it? If I love God with all my being, then I will whatever. And secondly, if I love my neighbor as myself, then I will fill in the heart. Two greatest commandments. Love God with everything we have. And love our neighbor as ourselves. Pray with me. Father, thank you for, for just a reminder that the greatest commandment is to love you. The second greatest commandment is to love others as much as we love self. Lord, I know my heart has been 
challenged. Lord, my heart has been encouraged. And I pray that each one here today, under the sound of my voice, under the leading of the Holy Spirit, will respond in a positive way to these two great commandments. My prayer this morning is that each one of us truly loves you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And because we have that relationship right, Lord, we have a right relationship with others. We can love others as we love ourselves. So thank you, Lord, for this message. May we take it with us. May we apply it in our lives. May we share it with those around us.